Hello everyone, welcome back to yet another episode of the Funny Business Podcast. Hope you're having a good Friday. I know we are. Mike, how are you on this wonderful day? I am ecstatic today, Matt. It is another end of the week. It is Friday, as you always say. Uh, Dude, we've been vibing lately, haven't we? We have. It's been a, a good vibe session. A good, a good vibe session. I've been seeing that a lot on TikTok where it's like actors who, who bring the best vibes or, you know, video game characters who bring the best vibes. I think we need to have uh, the best podcast hopes, hosts who bring the best vibes. And I think we're at the very top of that list. We are a positive vibes only podcast 24-7. 24-7, 365 days. But every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is where you can get the best hits and all the dramatic news and stories that you can come up with. Uh, and thanks so much for listening again. I feel like we haven't said that enough. Right, Matt? We love you. We love you. Not, not in the weird, like, well, just, just the... Maybe. Socks on, maybe? We don't know. That's... <laughs> Always. I, <laughs> a little funny before we get started. Uh, I had uh, a little get-together with some of my class officers for the class that I advise. And, uh, they, you know, they were talking and all that. And they're like, well, what's your podcast name? I was like, oh, it's the, the, the Funny Business Podcast. And they're like, well, can we listen to it? And I'm like, well, you really don't need permission from me. But I highly recommend you not listening to it just because, you know, it's, it's me. And you also get to hear my best friend. And you'll probably think very differently of me than as the advisor. But they're like, well, we're going we're gonna to listen to it. And they're like, on the way back, we're going to listen to it. And their commute time, Matt? Two minutes. Mm, yeah. Uh, well, so. they heard the introduction, so thanks for listening <laughs> to the introduction. Hope, hope, uh, hope it was enjoyable. You know, we we either are very creative or we're very straightforward. And uh, yeah, they're like, "Well, we're going to listen to it." I'm like, "Hey, go at your own risk, because you never know what's going to happen each episode. Uh, you never know what you're going to get on this podcast." No, unfortunately, not. Like today. Uh, Matt, it is starting to wind down. We're into some of the pumpkin spice season, uh, but it is still summer. And let's face it, some people uh, do enjoy their ice cream. Uh, Matt, I'm not sure specifically people referring to their favorite ice cream at McDonald's uh, because at times it seems as though that the ice cream machine is always broken at any McDonald's that you go to. Uh, Matt, there's even a website that lets you track malfunctioning machines uh, in the United States. I, I don't know if you believe that or not, but I clicked on it. It does work. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's insane. But however, the reason why I'm bringing up malfunctioning ice cream machines at McDonald's is that there is apparently an investigation going on by the feds. Uh, it was a report in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission contacting McDonald's franchise owners over the summer looking for information about the broken ice cream machines. Uh, Matt, surprising yet not surprising. Who do you think, and I know you're taking a look at the article, who do you think may have been responsible for looking into this? Um, man, I don't know. Um, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. I'm not going to look at the article. Um, I, I, I have literally have no idea. That's okay, Matt. It's the start, start of the, it's Friday. Brain shutting off. It's fine. Uh, this move, Matt, by this investigation comes 
as the Biden administration, Mr. Joe Biden himself, Mr. Chocolate Chunk, uh, looks broadly at whether manufacturers have been blocking owners from fixing broken products themselves. Uh, advocates of the, quote, right to repair movement say companies should not make it nearly impossible for users and independent technicians to repair modern products, particularly consumer electronics. Uh, in a statement, McDonald's USA said it had no reason to believe it was the focus of an FTC investigation. Sounds a little hairy when you always used to say the ice cream machine's always broken. Yeah, they they all like it's always broken, and it's like it's just never fixed. Uh, Biden does love his ice cream, so this does not really surprise me. Um, <laughs> it is just it's very sus that uh, McDonald's just never fixes it, and it just makes you wonder like what else is broken that's always broken at McDonald's that never gets fixed. Like, is this the start of a bigger story? Who knows. A revolution, as uh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bernie Sanders would always used to say. Uh, Matt, you'd be surprised by a statement released by McDonald's. I'm going to read it word for word here. Uh, Nothing is more important to us than delivering on our high standards for food quality and safety, which is why we work with fully vetted partners that can reliably provide safe solutions at scale. It's a little high sus, standards. that statement. Yeah. High standards for your food. <laughs> <laughs> really? Have they seen what a Big Mac looks like? <laughs> Does not look like what they have it on TV or on the menus. <laughs> I I think ideally, Matt, for for the Federal Trade Commission to apparently allegedly open this investigation up. I mean, we're taking a look at, and and I don't want to get too far into politics here, but uh, you know, the the administration is looking to do infrastructure changes and a bunch of other changes, and it's. It is one of those topics that fall under the fact that, okay, well, no one's going to fix it besides McDonald's himself, so who can we tell on for them to work on? Um, Matt, have you, ever, have you ever worked? Have you ever twirled a cone before? Like, you ever made an ice cream cone? Ever? Not, not a single time. Really? Like, most people haven't. I, I mean, I have. <laughs> but I, I, yes, but you had a rare situation. Very rare situation, but... Those ice cream machines, Matt, I hate to be the supporter of McDonald's, but they are a pain in the ass when it comes to the actual uh, machine itself. Uh, Whether it's trying to keep the ice cream cold or crystallized enough to to get you that nice twirl, uh, the supply uh, of, you know, working with the ice cream machines, cleaning them. Uh, For those who don't know, Pennsylvania is actually a dairy state. Uh, so it actually has more stricter laws per dairy uh, in comparison to its surrounding states. Uh, I think based on my memory, ice cream machines in New Jersey need to be cleaned every week. Ice cream machines in Pennsylvania need to be cleaned every day. Oh. And that doesn't is, seem very sanitary. It is a, it is a lengthy process. Um, I remember taking, part, taking it apart and putting it back together, more so watching my parents do it because they were a little bit more trained than I was, <laughs> uh, putting it together. And Matt, you have all the, th- uh, you not only have the mechanisms that make the, the ice cream, but you also have the O-rings that keep everything sealed tight shut and, and all that. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Um, so I could see why McDonald's isn't interested in selling their ice cream, yet the franchise is like, you should sell the ice cream. <laughs> but uh, well, it's, it's interesting. They're, they're a billion-dollar company. Like, 
spend the money to get people that can change the ice cream machines or fix the ice cream machines. Like, I understand you, like, in your small business, like, not having some issues because, like, you don't have a ton of money. It's McDonald's. Like, they have money to do basically whatever they want. Like, you can get ice cream machines that work. You can get people to fix your ice cream machines. There's no reason for there to be a website to track what ice cream machines are working, what ice cream machines aren't. You're McDonald's. You got to get your shit together. Their their uh their website, Matt, the, the ice cream tracker is called McBroken. <laughs> we'll look it up right now. Uh, let's see here. The closest McDonald's to me, uh, the machine is working and it was checked 94 minutes ago. Do people really... Oh my god! Do people really keep track? Like, do people really report this to the to the internet? That I is, think they do. That's very surprising. Uh, There's currently eleven point five percent that are broken. Yeah, that's high. That is very high. That's. <laughs> well, also, I can't really remember a time I went to McDonald's. Now I don't get McFlurries every time. Right. But I don't ever remember a time being denied because the ice cream machine was broken. Like, not a single time. You're right. I think I, I'm also surprised, too, as I'm like scrolling through. There's a lot of McDonald's in like close air, like cr- close proximity or close like, uh, you know, in, in like cities specifically. Like I'm seeing a bunch uh, in this one town that's kind of close to you, Matt. I mean, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's like over 15 of them. Um, and also there's a status a status cannot be determined so it looks like one of their uh their spies could not go in there and try to fix the machine or take a look and check the machine so yeah it's unfortunate 25 percent are currently broken in the city of philadelphia yeah that's and 24 percent, almost 25 percent is broken in new york i am a little uh this is interesting I, I just don't understand it like you're a billion dollar company like just get it, figure it out. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> McBroken. It's McBroken dot com. If anybody's interested uh, in looking it up, checking to see if your ice cream machine is broken. Uh, Matt, speaking of searching, we're gonna stay with McDonald's uh, for our next discussion for today. Uh, Matt, I don't know if you recall, but there was a bunch of let's just say mascots. Um, that were a part of the McDonald's culture. Um, of course, you had Ronald McDonald, and that's probably as far as I can say. I mean, I could probably explain in detail what they looked like, uh, but let me see if I can find a quick... Uh, was it a TV show or a movie or something? Uh, I don't know. I actually, wait, maybe? I don't know. Um, of course, there's Ronald McDonald. There's Sunday, which is Ronald's dog. Uh, mm. the Hamburglar. How could you not forget that one? It's the Hamburglar, right. classic. Um, Birdie the Early Bird. There's the Fry Kids, Mayor McCheese, Officer Big Mac, Captain Crook, the Professor, the Hamburger Patch, Uncle. That's a weird name. Uncle O'Grimacy. Uh, the Happy Meal Gang, the McNugget Buddies. <laughs> so we should drop funny business. We're calling each other McNugget Buddies. <laughs> McNugget. I'm in. <laughs> and then the Cosmic. Um, but Matt, I skipped two particular people. Um, Grimace and Uncle Mick. I think his name was Uncle. Yeah, Uncle Mick Grimacy. Uh, Matt, everybody's been trying to figure out who this big 
Uh, Grimace is a large purple character. Um, this is on the McDonald's uh, McWiki. Oh, God. No, actually, I, I made that up. It's McDonald's Wiki. Uh, Matt, do you know what Grimace is? Because it seems like everybody gives a clear picture of who they are as McDonald's characters besides Grimace. No, I've literally never heard of Grimace before. I'm trying to pull up this article. Uh, um, yeah, no, I've never heard of him. So the story was revealed just a couple weeks ago. Uh, Brian Bates, who worked for the chain for 10 years, casually dropped it in an interview with CBC News over the weekend. Matt, I'm here to report on the Funny Business Podcast that Grimace is an enormous taste bud. What? Yeah. What? Why? Yeah. Why would you have a, mas- a mascot that's a taste bud? Uh, Bates told the network in an, quote, unofficial explanation, adding that the character was meant to show that the food tastes good. Yikes. Uh, that's nightmare fuel. Uh, so believe it or not, um, when you look at like scientific, like microscopic, like pictures, um, taste buds, they usually are. And I please, I'm a, I'm not a scientist, everybody. Uh, the color is usually purple and it's in the shape of what Grimace looks like. Uh, now, McDonald's has been very quiet, tight lipped about the purple creature's origins over the years. Uh, the closest as it has come to providing an explanation was a few various uh, few variations of the tweet, which has been sent out from time to time in response to inquisitive customers. Uh, so McDonald's has actually replied to people um, in putting that grimace, uh, not that it was an individual, um, but I will read one of the tweets uh, that McDonald's has responded to. Um, it has said, McDonald's, it says that, uh, Grimace Lore says he is the embodiment of a milkshake or taste bud. What do you think? Hashtag ask an archivist. <laughs> well, how how do you uh, how do you confuse a milkshake with the taste bud? I don't know, man. I I just think Grimace brings all the boys to the yard. If that's that's the case, see that's scientific. If he doesn't bring all the boys to the yard, he's not a milkshake. I think that that logic adds up pretty well. So I gotta confirm he's a taste bud. <laughs> Yeah, I just why I don't understand why McDonald's needs all these mascots. Well, I like, think Ronald, Ronald McDonald is perfectly fine. I think they they've limited um, the quote characters interaction now these days. Uh, I think if I'm correct, Matt, back in the day, it made it more welcoming for kids to enjoy a McDonald's uh, Happy Meal um, by having these characters involved in um, McDonald's itself. Um, that's, you know, that's corporate America for you, bringing in kids involved to, to take over some, some delicious food, uh, that, that is McDonald's. Um, but I'm very surprised. I, when I, um, I'll, I'll actually, unfortunately, I will have to give a shout out to my boss, Leilani, uh, cause she wanted us to talk about this. <laughs> she just sent me a text. She goes, please review this. And I'm like, okay, question mark. <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah, kind of terrifying mascot. I just googled him because I could, just couldn't find a picture of him. Um, it, yeah, it's it's hard to now that I know he's a taste bud. 
It's hard to <laughs> hard to unsee it. Can, can can we just confirm that any mascot is is very difficult and challenging to understand its background? Um, no, I might disagree on that. Okay, I just like mascots. I know I like mascots too. Jenna and I were were at a baseball game during this Labor Day weekend. And, All right. Well, that mascot is is <laughs> you know exactly interesting. who I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not every mascot is like that. I have to tell you, he sucked. I'm calling. I'm calling. Okay. Yeah. The Rail Riders, the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders, champ. I I've, I told Jenna I will call him out during this podcast. Horrible mascot this weekend, and I I kid you not. So lo and behold, I was a mascot myself back in the college days. I enjoyed it. But what inspired me the most was meeting the person behind the mascot of Champ. I actually met him out of the costume. And I kid you not, when we both walked out of our, quote, green room or the dressing room, boom, right into character, like, immediately just turned on like a light switch. And I was, I I felt like I had to show him up because he was coming to campus to celebrate quote my birthday <laughs> um and i remember we were we were walking up we we're going to the bathroom and i put my hand as high as i could for a high five actually i went up for a high five he goes like this high fives doesn't even try to reach hits my elbow as a high five and i turn around i'm like what what <laughs> um so yeah work work go to mascot school because because i could do a better job than you honestly <laughs> yeah listen it takes the best person to be a mascot you really you got to get into it and uh it's funny because you know you have to understand certain mannerisms that certain mascots have and personalities and all that fun stuff that people people don't realize that they think you just get in a in a suit or you you get in costume and you just do it but like it's not always that simple did you know that mascots have a certain way of taking pictures yeah do you now yeah interesting i i have a certain way i take pictures when i'm a mascot uh, well, meaning like where they put their hands. Yeah. Do you ever hear about? Okay. Yeah. Like you can't like in a picture, if you are a mascot, your hands need to be showing in the picture because mm-hmm. that just leads to less uh, accusations of weird things that mascots yeah. apparently do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, it's an art. It is an art. I always thought it was like an underground network. Because you, I remember, I don't know, this is spinning off into a really horrible <laughs> spinoff, but I remember we were celebrating Champ's ninth birthday, and it brought mascots from literally all over the area, from NASCAR to some of the local colleges and universities, even like some of the bigger colleges and universities. And like, we were all just like sitting in this like garage and like we were like half dressed, like in character, like our helmets were off and everybody was talking. We were like just swapping some stories. Like it was, but like the thing is, during the game, nobody knows who's underneath the costume. But then like after you could see somebody in the grocery store and you know who that person is. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's incredible. Sometimes the funniest conversations happen like after an appearance, like with other mascots and stuff. It's it's it uh it's unique, unique. Yeah, yeah. great great way to conclude it. And grimace is is just as unique as everybody else. So uh, yeah, let us know if you think uh, 
Grimace is a taste bud or a milkshake? I'm going to go with the taste bud. Definitely not a milkshake. No. He's purple. I don't know if a purple milkshake. Was it's like black la- black raspberry milkshake? Plum. Yeah, or like black cherry, which is black weird. Cherry. Yeah, yeah, for McDonald's. <laughs> well, Matt, concluding, we're talking about big things. Uh, Matt, I know we've talked, and not that we've talked about this topic specifically, but we've always heard the words inflation, inflation, inflation. Well, Matt, have you ever heard of shrinkflation before? Um, didn't even know it was a word. Yeah, so it is actually a word, and it is actually a thing that's happening with our products now, uh, which as increasing commodity prices, higher shipping fees, and labor shortages drive up costs for food ma- manufacturers. Experts say reducing the amount of food in a package is a subtle way to adjust for inflation without raising prices. So in the English terms, they're giving you less product at the same price that you may have bought it two years ago. So you're getting less of the product, which is frustrating. I, I think it's absolutely frustrating. Um, you're using... Okay, sorry. A little, little tangent here. Just I know I have a bunch of more topic, much more points in this, but the fact that as somebody who... Let's just say cereal, for example. How is that challenging to the production when it's cereal? I can understand if you're putting pieces together for an iPhone, but you're literally putting, putting food in a box. And in most cases, I'm sure robots do that. Yeah, uh, I, I've kind of seen this been going on for like a long time. Like I've been kind of noticing, noticing it more and more, like especially foods like they give you less and then they, uh, they decrease the serving size or like increase the serving size to try to like play that off in a weird way. Uh, it is, it's, I mean, it's wrong because like a lot of times we're also like, it's not like the prices are going down uh, and you're just paying more for less, for less stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you an example of a few things that have been struck by this shrinkflation. Uh, Oreo cookies. Dude, Oreo cookies, do you have, like, are you just OG with, like, the regular ones, or do you have yeah. like, a specific flavor to it? Usually just the regular ones. I got um, apple cider Oreo cookies the one time, and those, those are okay. Were, those those are, are okay. I actually, in a weird way, Oreo thins are pretty good. Those are I, good I know, I, like, I, I like the cream in, in an Oreo, um, but Oreo thins are actually tasty. Yeah. I, I mean, I... Uh, I think there's studies that they serve, not that they serve, but there there was a study at one point that Oreo is just as addicting addicting as crack. I think that was that was made a point. <laughs> I know, sure, very very extreme, very extreme opposites there. But. Have uh, have you heard the debate on if Oreo is a cookie or not? No, but yeah. So I was listening to a podcast like years ago, and they just randomly got in a. It was a sports podcast, and they started screaming at each other because this one guy said Oreo wasn't a cookie because it's, it's more of a sandwich. Ooh. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a cookie. Let's it's be real. A it's a cookie. But, I mean, they were... It was <laughs> It was a wild conversation. But, like, it's the same as, like, a chocolate chunk. Like, let's say you make a cookie that has, like, melted chocolate inside of it. Like, it's still a cookie. Right, but that person is probably saying, "Well, that's a sandwich because the chocolate's in the middle of it." Yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Oreo cookies. <laughs> uh, 
Oreos have shrunk about three cookies to 270 grams from 303 grams, roughly 10% reduction by weight. Uh, another one is a bag of Lay's potato chips now weighs 165 grams down from 180 grams. So what are you adding more air to a bag of Lay's potato chips then? Like probably so stupid. <laughs> uh, Quaker chewy granola bars uh, come with five bars rather than six or 120 grams instead of 156 grams. And Armstrong cheese is have you ever had that Armstrong cheese? Nope. Nope, never heard of it either. Uh, is 600 grams rather than 700 grams. Hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, again, I'm, I'm super upset because you're, I guess I'm looking at it from a waste management perspective, but yet it's a business. So obviously having those things be, uh, you know, more pricier in, in a way um, that allows it to, be more beneficial for the business but then again like if you if you really want like like lance crackers like if i really want more than one pack i'll buy another pack <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's uh it's just the way businesses run these days i guess i don't know i don't really know what goes through the minds of these of people that make these changes um because i didn't really see a big issue with it but apparently they did we're not the ones for making packaged foods, so no, we're just mascots. <laughs> we, we are just mascots. <laughs> we we are only so we shouldn't even be talking during this podcast because you know mascots don't talk. <laughs> yeah, once in a while I whistle. Do you, do you? Yeah, yeah. Like someone, how do I explain this? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> like I don't just randomly whistle at someone, but like if someone like uh, if someone <laughs> um, if someone makes like a comment, like a funny comment, I'll be like and like kind of like react in a way. I never talked. <laughs> I don't talk. Yeah, it's just I mean, a little I thing that spoke, our mascots do. Ne- never spoke nor. Yeah. It's a. I have to be a certain mascot to do it. Not all mascots hey, that I've been in, I can do that, right. but like tux like from from the from the penguins right that dude literally has a squeaker on him. yes yeah there are certain mascots that you do it certain you don't not to get back on mascots yeah <laughs> hey let it have it <laughs> um i i can't really offer any advice besides if you really like something buy it buy it in bulk uh, you know, Sam's Club is always a good option if you have that opportunity. Costco is another good Love Costco. Costco, Costco is another good option too. Um, get it in bulk because you know you're gonna be eating it. So why not just buy it at a decent price and get a decent bulk amount? <laughs> no, I, I agree. Bulk bulk is the way to go. Bulk is the way to go. Well, we are gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Matt's got the sports. Let's say you start a podcast, or you're running your own side hustle and have a bunch of links that you want your audience to know about. As a podcast, Matt and I have all of our social media, all of our podcast links, and other important things. Make it easier for your followers to find your important links, social media, and latest content by having it all in one page with solo.to. I'll be honest, I have used similar websites like this, but nothing compares to solo.to. All of your links are clean and easy to navigate. Have an upcoming video? It's really easy to make those changes. 
Plus, Solo.to has opportunities to upgrade to include more customization, advanced analytics, and so much more. Solo.to is giving us a special opportunity for you to get 10% off if you create an account and upgrade. Be sure to go to solo.to slash funnybusiness to create your account today. Solo.to, it's the way to go. Okay, let's slide into the sports topics we have for you all today. Uh, doing the Chris Collinsworth slide in as NFL football is back this week. Uh, Buccaneers, Cowboys played last night, if you're listening on Friday. Uh, first NFL weekend is this week. Mike, Super Bowl prediction, go. Uh, wow, <laughs> pretty quickly. Uh, Tampa Bay and... We're gonna we're gonna we're just gonna do a repeat from last year. Oh, Buc- uh, Buccaneers Chiefs. Buccaneers Chiefs. We're gonna try that okay. again. Did you say it. repeat from last year because you couldn't think who was in the Super Bowl? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. I figured. Just checking. Just checking. Just want to make sure. Um, I will say. I'm gonna say the Rams. I'm a big Matt Stafford guy. Okay. Um, and uh, AFC. I really want to say the Bills. Um. Yeah, I'm just gonna say the Bills. I'm just gonna say uh, Bills. I'm gonna say Rams over the Bills. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but football is back officially. Uh, what a first weekend of college football! Absolutely insane. The games were great. Uh, some upsets. Uh, some not so great games. Uh, as a Penn State fan, I didn't really get to see much of the game. It was an ugly game, but they won. Uh, Mike. I don't know if you saw any highlights or anything on Twitter. What was your favorite video moment from this first week of college football? Because it was just insane. So for someone who is actually not that much of a football fan. Really? uh, I was actually watching college football this weekend. (laughs) What games Uh, did you watch? I was watching uh, the Penn State. uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, I remember the names. Uh, God bless. Yeah. they did the the jump. Wisconsin did the jump around, oh. um, which Jen and I we were talking. It's very concerning that, and I'm and this is the only pandemic related thing I will talk about as far as sports. But we are asking everybody to wear masks while indoors. But then college football is just completely fine. Like, <laughs> um, I- it. <laughs> I think it's proven science. You just can't get COVID at a college football game. That's a joke. That's a joke. It's science. That's a joke. Um, I'm trying to find there. I I want to try to get. The, I want to get the name correctly. Uh, but it is a tradition before the start of every game. Um, there is a children's hospital that is right next to the stadium. So that is at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Oh, okay. Uh, that is University of Iowa. Yes. Where they all turn I, the crowd waves at the, yeah. That's the best. That's that is that is cool. And they specifically have like novelty items or like things that they can buy where it's like literally a big hand so that way they can wave it like to them. That's that is cool. That that's really cool. But yeah, I saw the jump around and then the video I saw was um the the wave at the fourth. So those are some of the best ones. Uh the crowd, really fans are back. I mean, the fans in college football were electric this weekend. I don't know if you saw the mayo eating competition. 
<laughs> Did you see that? It's bad. I mean, people they were gave... pouring it on them. They were eating it. <laughs> yeah, that guy on college game day, I think it was, literally just poured yeah. an entire jar of mayo all over himself. But no, I've, I don't know what game it was, but they gave two people giant jars of mayo, and they were just going to town. It was disgusting. It was awesome. Um, the Virginia Tech game on Friday night, they hosted North Carolina. They upset them. Uh, they always do a pregame. They play Enter Sandman before the team comes out of the tunnel. Oh, yeah. That was electric. I mean, that was kind of like the Wisconsin jump around thing. Uh, Did you see the Michigan football stadium was singing Mr. Brightside? No, but I have Uh, to after the podcast. uh, I I will send it to you on Twitter. I believe believe Barstool just posted it today. I don't know how it just got on the internet today. Uh, But fans singing, like, to a song... Like college, college, college football fans, the specifically, um, that's like one of the coolest things. Mm-hmm. I think Jenna and I also pointed out too that well, she she came to real realization more than I did because I've already realized it. Um, college football players are now younger than us. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's tough. It, it is. Uh, I mean, with those guys getting drafted in the NBA that are younger than younger us. than us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, and then you have good storylines like um, Mackenzie Milton, who is a quarterback for Florida State currently. Uh, he played at UCF like two or three years ago. And had a horrific knee injury. Was told he was never going to play football again. And he got in the game yesterday or Monday night against or Sunday night against Notre Dame. So that's that was cool to see because that's that's really what college sports are all about is like the storylines and stuff like that. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be Alabama. It's going to be Clemson. It's going to be Ohio State. But the college football experience is about the fans. It's about maybe that one or two big games you get a year, and it's 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 an experience. It seems as though if, and it's unfortunate when they hit like the NFL draft, if they go that far, and and I don't know, Matt, you could probably disagree with me. It seems that their status, I'll say, kind of weans away when they actually hit the NFL, unless they're like a quarterback. Yeah, I I think if you're not a top 10 player in your position, yeah, I feel like a lot of people just kind of forget about you. But that happens with every sport. I mean, in the NBA or... You know, in the MLB, I mean, well, MLB is different, but yeah. uh, in any sport, if you're not top ten in your position or in your in your league, people are going to criticize you, and they're not really going to be you're not going to be talked about much. Right. Uh, but which is maybe why that's a good thing that the NIL bill got passed. Um, I, I forget what quarterback it was. Is it the Bryce Young, the quarterback at Alabama, is making like seven figures a year or something like that? Or like has like seven figure deal lined up already. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. Co- college, it's absolutely student. insane. Yeah, that call. I mm. he just made his first uh, career uh, start at quarterback on Saturday. These kids aren't going to know what to do with this money. That's the worst part. I know. I, it's, I would I know, love I to know not what to do with this it. money. I don't want to jump into it, but it's just, oh my God. Wait, come on. When we got handed $100 and we're like, oh my God, we could do a lot with this. <laughs> yeah, they. I was listening Seven. to an interview from uh, Kirk Herbstreet, who played at quarterback at Ohio State. He's a big uh, ESPN commentator in college football. He's like their guy for college football. Mm-hmm. And someone asked him in an interview, like, what, what deal would you pursue? 
He's like, honestly, I would have taken either a car because I didn't have a car or like 200 bucks. <laughs> and this kid's out here making like a million dollars. It's it's crazy. I think the whole Georgia Tech football team got signed by some local company. They don't they're not getting like a ton of money. But that's kind of cool because like everybody gets involved. That that is nice. I mean, yeah. I okay, I'll stop talking about NIL because it's <laughs> we could go on a whole other hour yeah. with this. <laughs> so let's move on from college football to high school football. And Man, just what a crazy, crazy, crazy story. Uh, If you have not heard the story of Bishop Sycamore, buckle up, because this isn't just one of the craziest stories in sports. This is one of the craziest stories of all time. Have you you read up on this at all? Have you seen anything? I've seen seen bits and pieces of it, but I'm, I'm happy to be here today, Matt, for you to just give us all the details about Bishop Sycamore. Uh, I, I can't wait. And if you remember, Mike, last week I said, I don't know if I said on a show, there was a topic I wanted to talk about. I couldn't remember what it was. This was this the topic. <laughs> this is it. So we're finally talking about it. So Bishop Sycamore, a uh, high, alleged high school, alleged football team, uh, they played a game on ESPN against IGM Academy. IGM Academy is like a top three high school football program every year. So they played a game on Sunday, on uh, a couple weeks ago, on a Sunday, on, on ESPN. IGM Academy won 58 to nothing. And people were watching the game. The commentators on the game were like, this is really weird because Bishop Sycamore has all these recruits going to like five-star programs, five-star recruits going to like Alabama, Miami, Texas, all this stuff. And they looked like... The people who watched the game said that it was like scary watching the game because like guys were getting injured left and right. Like that, you it was very clear that IGM Academy was that much better than Bishop Sycamore. And Bishop Sycamore has like the fourth hardest high school football schedule in the country. Well, they're not a real football team. <laughs> just not a real football team. If you're asking how that's possible, uh, they just lied. Um, in fact, I- Mike. I am 12. <laughs> that was the best meme I saw. It's just the I am 12 memes are the best. Uh, they might not even be a real high school. Because if you look up Bishop Sycamore, there's no address. There's nothing. They have, they, there's like very vague details on the school. Uh, they did have a football program, but when you click on the staff and when you click on the About Us page, it's nothing. There's nothing there on their website. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, so they were playing a... with junior college dropouts. Sorry. Uh, go there, ahead. There's... <laughs> I, I did like a quick Google search, and on top of all the, the, the news stories that came out about Bishop Sycamore, there's a bishopsycamore.org, and it said it's, it's a website. You click on it. It says, our site is coming soon. We're doing some maintenance on our site. It won't take long. We promise. Come back and visit us again in, two, in a few days. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> like, they were trying to make it look like it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just absolutely insane. So they were playing with high school dropouts, junior college dropouts. Some of these guys were like 36 years old playing in a high school football game and they lost 58 56 to nothing whatever it was um it it gets weirder so during the broadcast like the broadcasters commentators were giving hints like they didn't really know what was going on did you see the one video of the guy being injured on espn 
vaguely. So there's a guy on the field, and the commentator on the video goes, number 54, Bishop Sycamore is on the field. We don't have a number 54 on the roster. Kind of a red flag. (laughs) Um, So before I go into more detail, ESPN, did you not do your research? Like, this is a high school... High school football game. It's not like you schedule. It's not like they got like Ohio State and Penn State. You know those are real teams. High school football. How does like the announcers doing the game? Did they not research and be like, "Hey, we can't find anything on this program"? Like, how did no red flags come up? Goes the show when you throw two people who seem kind of okay knowing about uh, the sport. Let's just generalize it. The sport. Um, give them a, a commentating job because they think they can talk about the game and they actually don't know how to actually be a commentator because they never went to school for it. No, they've ever been taught how to do it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's how I feel. So, um, yeah, do your research. So that way you don't look stupid. Like that's why Matt and I do our research all the time. So we don't look stupid <laughs> every week. Yeah. Right. Um, so Mike, if you're thinking once in a lifetime thing, right. Uh, for this to happen. Yes. Yeah. Nope. Oh, no. Nope. What now? Uh, three years ago, a school called Christians of Faith Academy was created in Columbus under dubious circumstances with the football team serving as its lone public face. The school did not appear to have any legitimate physical address. It's unclear what schooling actually took place. And it was run by a similar cast of characters who have been involved with Bishop Sycamore. Including Roy Johnson, the head football coach who was just fired from Bishop Sycamore. Yep, he he's he's done this before, and he finally just got caught on this live is, TV. This is kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters versus the average Joes. I mean, not the like the world team or like the Washington General. Sorry, I, I mixed two. I mixed the movie and the team together. Average uh, Joe's dodgeball. <laughs> like the Washington Generals of like these like these people coming together and to play basketball, and it's like, oh, I mean, again, I think that's why I thought of Average Joe's because it's just a bunch of random people come together. I think they're just trying to figure out a way to just get in the spotlight for a few minutes and then they're out and then they come back, they're out, they come back, they're out. It's this never-ending cycle of them just trying to get that one game that they can win finally and and be done with it. I'm just blown away by the story. The story is awesome. Uh, if you're like the 36-year-old that gets injured in this high school football game, how do you think you feel? <laughs> you, you just got to like hang it up. Yeah. Just never show your face again in public. Put it, put it in the rafters. Just well, not even the, the non-existent rafters that they have. Uh, you know what else is funny? So they played this game on a Sunday. When do you think they played their game before that was? Like the 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 um sorry the previous Bishop, game, like, like yeah. the game that they were quote caught. So so they played the game on a Sunday, right? How many days prior do you think they uh, played a game? Leading up to 90 days. Friday. <laughs> they played a game on Friday, then they played on ESPN on Sunday. Oh my God. Yeah. And what's just even crazier is they had the fourth ranked high school football schedule in the country. 
And it doesn't stop there. No. If you're thinking it's it's even worse. Well, Mike, as they had to travel for this game, they got to stay somewhere, right? Oh, no. So they stayed at a hotel. Okay. Um, wrote a check for about four grand for the hotel. Okay. They're fake checks. Oh. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that's not cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they really just, just lie about everything. <laughs> Literally everything. I feel like uh, these are people that are just so stuck in the glory days of high school that they just want to try to get one more game, and yet they don't have the funds, nor they actually have the league to do it, so they try to pick on these high school teams. Yeah. I mean, they, they wrote two invalid checks totaling $3,596. They rented 25 rooms. They and now teams it. are finally backing out and not going to play them. Is there, is there hookers and strippers involved, too, that they hired, too, with fake checks? Like, it just, it just, seems, just seems right. <laughs> I just, it's 2021. How does this happen? How? How does this happen? Checks, too. Like, ah, never mind. That's, That's really the ice on the cake. Like, checks. I... Some of it I don't understand, uh, but that really like puts the cherry on top. Like they really faked everything. Uh, hopefully, this guy just never gets a job ever again. I'm not even talking about football. Just never gets yeah. a job. Oh, I mean that's that's a huge. I mean, you made it on the national, the national land of you know being on TV, and and now you're now you're headline now for USA Today and all that because. You faked it, and that's it's awful. <laughs> and now they're going to be a meme forever, because as we saw, uh, Cam Newton got cut by the Patriots, and about an hour later, I saw breaking news, Cam Newton signs a two-year deal with Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> so they're just they're going to be the new meme going forward. Oh. Uh, maybe Ben Simmons can play for Bishop Sycamore, <laughs> because uh, in a shocking turn of events... He has told the 76ers that he will not report the training camp and he wants to be traded and does not want to come back to the team. As a guy who signed max contract and has four years, $140 million left. Uh, where, where, where do you go after this? Like, it's like... <laughs> so that's the thing. What are you going to get from him? Uh, we've talked about this before, that his value is gone. But now he's public. He made it known he's not coming back. That hurts it even more. Do you do you believe he'll go to like a? I don't want to call it a foreign team, but like the Euro League or like a league that's that's outside of the NBA. No, no, no. He's 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 definitely got some some team will take him. It's just a matter of what do you get in return for him. Um, I I know people somehow think that. Damian Lillard's going to get traded for Ben Simmons. That's just not going to happen. No. Uh, I think the best case scenario for the 76ers is with the Portland Trailblazers uh, is if you can get C.J. McCollum for yeah, Ben if Simmons. Get, if he can't get, the, can't get the gold, he can at least get the silver. <laughs> because I think, I think Portland is one of the best places for, for Ben because... We've seen CJ and Dame. They're great together. Yeah. Are they going to win the West? The two of them? Probably Why not. not? Um, does, does Dame and Ben 
you know, is that going to win you the West? Probably not. But maybe it's time to try something different. And if you're the Sixers, you know, you're not getting Dame. We all know that. You have Embiid, so try to get a good guard that you can attack and score. Like, if the Sixers could have a core of Joel Embiid, CJ McCollum, put him with Tobias Harris, who's a good forward, decent, um, and then with Seth Curry and a decent bench, I think that's a pretty good team. You just have to hope Embiid can stay healthy. Yeah, I, I think it's just, it's you just have to cut through the drama in order for you to, to actually, like, because ever since Ben Simmons missed that layup during the NBA playoffs, it's just, it's all been down, not that it's all been downhill, but it's just, it's been more pressure on him. And then in the offseason, we see him making buckets left and right. And, you know, we were saying like, oh, I can't wait to see that. You know, let, let's see in the offseason and then we'll we'll go from there. Uh, but even that, like, it's, yeah, it's not not about it. It's it's dumb. That's all I'm saying. It's just, it's dumb. I don't even know, like, what other team do you think Ben Simmons could help right now? If you had to think of a team or two off the top of your head. Even if even if the trade package isn't there, like what team would he fit? Sacramento Kings. That's <laughs> like I I do not see any team interested. I hate to be that person, but I don't see just just because of the 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 the, the baggage that that Ben Simmons has had. Um, I really can't see any notable teams uh, take him. You know, this would be hysterical, and I can't remember who they just took in the draft, but uh, Ben Simmons in a New York Knicks roster would be interesting. I feel like that wouldn't work, though. I can't think of their roster right now. It probably wouldn't, but it'd be interesting. That's that's the team that pops into my head. Um, Other than that, yeah, I just don't know. Like, unless he proves that he can shoot. Not that he can shoot 40% from three. If he can shoot 30% from three, then then he can become... Because he's a good player. He is. He's, a, he's maybe the best defensive player in basketball. He's got great handles. He can pass the ball. He just needs to be taken seriously on offense. And then he can really become the player that the Sixers drafted number one overall. You're right. Um, and maybe it's a scenario we saw with Marco Fultz once he left Philly. Maybe he just needs to get out of Philly. Yeah. You know, pe- people maybe need to start asking the question, are the 76ers bad for young basketball players? You know, do Sixers uh, fans, are Sixers fans the reason that uh, the Sixers can't win? <laughs> maybe. Who knows? People are asking. Ask yeah, ask um, a Sixers fan. Let's see, let's see what their response is. Yeah, that's probably probably not going to go over too well. <laughs> um, other basketball news: um, DeAndre Jordan is going to sign with the Lakers, and they're just like the oldest team in the history of basketball. It's yeah. I don't know, man. Is that? It's like the retirement home. I remember seeing that everybody's like, "Oh, it's the retirement home of everybody." They got Westbrook, LeBron. Anthony Davis, um, Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard again, Rajon Rondo again, Rondo, uh, Carmelo, Carmelo, <laughs> who's Carmelo and LeBron again? I'm gonna say this: 
if Carmelo doesn't shoot well, they have no shooting. I don't know. I don't know how this team's going to win in the playoffs. I just don't. Like, if LeBron stays healthy, they can win. But they just have no shooting. No one. They don't. They have no one. <laughs> uh, let me throw out another team for Ben Simmons. The Chicago Bulls. Isn't he originally from Chicago? He is from Australia. New Zealand, I, I believe. That. No, yes. Australia. One of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ben Simmons is just weird timing, dude. Very weird timing. Like a month before training camp, you're going to say, hey, I don't want to be here. Maybe after the season, tell the team, like, hey, I think it's in the best interest. Yeah. It's, yeah. Kinda and it's also, it's like, time to go. You signed a max contract, like, two years ago. Yeah, you should have thought of that ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. Like, when we knew this was going to work out. Uh, so, Sixers fans, sorry? I don't know. Rejoice. Be angry. Yeah. It's funny. The Sixers fans... Uh, and I, I, I'm some, I'm friends with some Sixers fans. The whole time they're like, "Get Ben Simmons out of here! Get him out of here!" Then he requests a trade, and they're still mad that he requested a trade. It's like, well, you want him gone, so be happy he wants to leave. Very hypocritical. Yeah, I think they're just mad because the Eagles are his son. Yeah. <laughs> um, that concludes the sports topics we have for you all today. Because I don't want to dive into the Yankees and how they suck again. Uh, it is time. What's the end segment? For dude, that's crazy. Ah, I just couldn't what? remember. <laughs> I just could not remember what the end segment was, folks. Um, but don't you worry, because, man, do... I'm going to save my best one for last, uh, because it is just... It's fire. Um, so I'm going to collect my thoughts, because I just clearly need to stop talking for a minute. So, Mike, uh, you, you're, you're going to go first. There was this kid who did the guest announcing for the game that we were at. Um, so he was doing like pretty hot. And then he gets to the next person. So it was like, uh, I think the guy's name was Matt Pita. Uh, odd name. Uh, so it was Matt Pita. You know, now batting uh, right fielder Matt Pita. And then the next one gets on and it goes, now batting right fielder Matt. And he, during mid midway, goes, oh, wait, that's not the right one. Uh, <laughs> Armando. He said Armando instead of Armando. Um, but <laughs> it's kind of how you were. <laughs> Listen, uh, I help with that exact thing at my job. Yeah. And it's it's an experience. It's, I, it's I love those cute, kids. Though. It's one. Of, it's it's awesome. maybe my favorite time of the game because <laughs> they're just they're awesome. The try. I mean, it doesn't even matter if they don't say the name right or if they're super nervous. The crowd loves it either way. Yeah, it's the best. Ar- Armando. <laughs> yeah. And every every inning, no matter if he was announcing or not, it was just Armando. <laughs> Quick story. First time I ever yeah. did that was uh. So I usually hold microphones for the kids. I help them pronounce the names. Uh, sometimes. So the first time I ever did it was an exhibition game. We had like 350 people in the stadium just because it was okay. an exhibition game. Small. So this girl was like six was like all about it super excited so like 20 seconds beforehand i'm like okay you good with the name she looks at me she goes i can't do this i'm like oh yes you can you can do this you're fine <laughs> and the kids are on camera yeah so the camera comes on her i put the microphone down and she just backs up against the wall and just slides down like into the fetal <laughs> position and i'm like what do i do i just don't know what to do uh but she she did fine she collected herself oh, so That's shout good. out to that girl 
You're the yeah. best. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, dude, that's crazy. Go ahead. Yes. Matt, if you're standing behind a clock, is it going clockwise? Mm, God damn it. <laughs> um, son of a bitch. No, yes, no. Oh, that's crazy. Wow, I was not expecting that. You just threw that right at me. Um, wow, I don't know. Is it? What's the answer here? <laughs> I'm asking you. So, it is. Uh, wow, this is, t- this is a tough one. That is a stumper. So I'm thinking... It's going clockwise. You're just looking at it wrong. <laughs> or not wrong, you're looking at it backwards. Science! Because <laughs> that's like saying you're left... Like, if I'm looking at you and say it's on your right because it's on my right, but it's your left. Yes. Right. It's that. Yeah, it's that same scenario. <laughs> so it is going clockwise. <laughs> God, that put my mind in a pretzel. <laughs> There you go. You okay there, Matt? Yeah, I see. No, my shoulder has popped like four times in the last fifteen minutes. I don't know why. (laughs) All right. I forgot to delete the ones I said last time. Um, I don't think I've said this one. You're you're struggling today in this segment. Yeah, today. Listen, folks. uh, I'm here. (laughs) Present. Present. (laughs) Why is it typed up and written down? (laughs) that that dude that is crazy but right but have it typed up or written up i guess those are used interchangeably um it's like read and read like yeah but red is the color and also the past tense of read what (laughs) it's <laughs> not even close to being the same thing mind mind you we we are completely sober we've only had water this podcast that's true oh <laughs> read and, explain that read and red thing again read and red but red you could say oh red like the color or red i read it like it's in the past like i you, okay yeah no this. i get that but how does that relate to typed up or written down it's just interchangeably like you know type you could type it up, you could write it down, like you could write it down as far as like type it down. Because type it down sounds stupid. Yeah, who says type it down? Well, yeah, type that down. Type that right. down, type it down. Type uh, down. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a hot start we're off to. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Do you just wait for my second one, but you go ahead with your second yeah, one. Yeah, wait, t- wait till you see this one. Ready? Yep. Wow. I, I almost screwed this one up because I wrote it down wrong, but I, I read it and it actually makes sense now that I said it. The only part of your reflection that you can lick is your tongue. Wait, what? Yeah. Say that again. So, like, you're up, you're up at a mirror, right? Yeah. The only part of your reflection that you can lick is your tongue. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. I thought you meant, like, you couldn't lick your face. 
<laughs> as Matt tries to lick his face. <laughs> I was I was for a hot second I was just considered licking my phone. Do, do you want to know do what that. do you want to know what I wrote down originally? Yeah, please. The the only part of your reflection that you can lick is your elbow. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one no one's ever looked their elbow in their life uh, yeah <laughs> that's kind of crazy I, i'm kind of i'm um, kind of holding on my seat for this one yeah so have you ever seen a camel at the beach a camel yeah i mean besides like those cigarettes no like an actual like the animal uh video yeah because it was like in like the pyramids like the i guess you call it well, i'm talking about like just like the actual beach oh a beach sorry i yeah, think i meant the, the desert no the um, beach no i mean either um you know who else hasn't seen a camel at the beach sharks sharks don't know camels exist How do you know this? Has a camel ever been in water? I mean, we don't know that. <laughs> what do you mean we don't know that? Camels Wait, exist like in the desert where there's no water. Sharks don't live in the desert. Sharks live in the ocean and Global they've never warming. seen a camel. Global warming. <laughs> nope. Sharks don't know camels exist. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, right? Dude, that is f- crazy. <laughs> Again, I was listening to that same podcast about the Oreo thing, and this guy just gives animal facts at the end. Shout out, pardon my take. And literally at the end of the episode, it's, and he just shouts out, sharks don't know camels exist. <laughs> oh, God. What else do you think God. sharks don't know exist? Well, I can't say people, because they made a movie about... Sharknado. Shark. Sharknado. <laughs> I was going with Jaws. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> uh, monkeys? Maybe. Yeah. Good guess. I was going to say snakes, um, but there's sometimes water. There's some, sometimes water snakes. Like, water snakes. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. Ooh. What else don't sharks oh, Go ahead. Spaceships. Good point. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I can't think of any off the top of my head. Snails. I think there's some ocean Are there? snails. Maybe. Okay. Like yeah, but yeah, sharks don't know camels exist. Holy crap! I, I don't know how I feel about that, Matt. <laughs> I I still don't know how I feel about it. I've been sitting on that for a week. Wow amazing my mom sent me a tiktok the other day and it was um a tiktok of a whale shark next to a boat because i love whale sharks that's it <laughs> so yeah i guess whale sharks don't know about camels either no wow interesting wow matt so inspiring so when so, sharks hear hump day they don't know what that's about I don't think any animal knows about that either. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we need like the Illuminati sound. <laughs> 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 
We should start adding more sound effects. I, I, I'm giving myself more work. But we yeah. should, oh, what do you mean we? we- <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I'll cut the video. I'll send it to you. Then you can just add the yeah. sound effects after the show. <laughs> Got it. Oh, I'm my in. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your computer will take another crap. Uh <laughs> Oh my God! What a roller coaster of a podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. If you made it this far, thank you so much. Oh my gosh! I thought Matt froze again, but it, he was just—he didn't blink enough for me to actually. Okay, hi, Matt. Hi. Oh Hello. my God! I didn't want. I was like, we we're this close. Uh, <laughs> uh, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already uh, to our apple podcast leave us five stars make sure you follow us on spotify ladies and gentlemen we've been saving this excitement you probably saw it this week on social media we have been mentioning it these past few weeks um if you haven't already make sure you follow us on our social media you can find all of our social media at solo.to slash funny business but one particular social media gained a let's just say an interesting achievement um this past weekend uh matt why don't you share with the audience what happened? Yes. Yeah, so if you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, uh, maybe you would now like to subscribe to our Twitch channel because we have been uh, upgraded as a Twitch affiliate. Uh, so a Twitch affiliate is meant for Twitch accounts that have grown um, since their inception. Uh, so we've reached a certain amount of followers. We've had a certain amount of people watch our streams. Uh, we've streamed personally uh, for a certain amount of days and hours, um, and it's it's an exciting process because now, again, it's not necessary, but if people, you included, or friends, or anyone watching us feels the need that they want to pay us for playing video games, we're able to get paid to play video games, and you know what? That's pretty freaking cool, and, and it's who- also pretty freaking cool, <laughs> like I texted Mike this, you know, most people who are Twitch affiliates, they kind of stream every day. And it's themselves that they put the grind in themselves. We literally stream like twice a week. And it's two people sharing the account. Like we each stream (laughs) one day a week. And we've hit Twitch affiliate in less than a year. And I think that's pretty cool because I don't know of anyone else that can pretty much say that. How was was your your work day the other day when, when you found out? Were you sharing it with everybody? You were just dropping it? Just just laying it down being like... Yeah, we're affiliates right now. <laughs> uh, so I told like one person because it was just a hell of a day at work. And yeah. uh, yesterday, fr- this past, God damn it, uh, this past Sunday was 15 straight days of work. So vibes weren't great in the office, uh, but people will be excited when I do tell them. Um, I know the, the people that I did tell were pretty excited about it. So uh, I, we definitely didn't expect it this quick. No, we didn't. I mean, we, you know. I, I, w- I was saying if we got close to it by a year, um, I would have been very happy with it. And we started, I guess, officially we started on my birthday, which was December 1st, um, where literally we got it beginning of September. Um, so, you know, September, October, November, four mo- uh, three months uh, of us ahead of time of that. So um, three months, like, separated from the first time so, we started streaming on yeah. Twitch. Yeah. So nine months. Like from the start to now, we did it. Yeah, nine it only months. took us nine months. Yeah, we had three months right. to spare. Yes, math, got it, math. But I, I am so like giddy to say this, but 
Uh, make sure if you want to, you can follow us for free. You can watch us for free. But if you feel invested in us, make sure you can subscribe to us. Uh, subscriptions are 20% off now because they are it's September. Um, that benefits mm. us directly. And this is all... If you have an Amazon Prime account, make sure you connect that to your Twitch account for a free Amazon Prime subscription for one month. Oh, wow. And you know what this means. I mean, there's, oh, as I hit my desk, uh, there's no reason for Aaron Chiz not come on the podcast. Yes, so, Aaron so Come on the podcast, Aaron. We're calling you out. You may be a YouTube streamer. We're, we're, we're just calling you out right now. Just send us an come email. Come on the podcast funnybusinessentertainment at gmail.com or just direct message us because we tried attempting to, to make contact but I think I think this just brought us a little bit higher. Yeah, a little more credibility. Yeah. We got street head. Yeah. <laughs> Matt? Vice. Oh shit, guy. I have a vice. <laughs> um, give me a minute. Okay. Hmm. What advice can I give the good people? Um, okay, I got one. Okay. Since we uh, became Twitch affiliate. Um, uh, who said that quote? I don't know who said this quote, but uh, don't give up. Don't ever give up. Just keep chugging along with your dreams. Amen, brother. Happy to be part of the journey. <laughs> Absolutely. And until next time, we'll see you all in the next episode. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>